It is so well defined what we have to do today. We gotta go to work. We gotta do. Hey everyone, it's another great episode of the NFL in London podcast. Joining us this week is Callum Squires. Thanks for joining us this week, Callum. A pleasure, um, Wade. Thanks for having me, man. Uh, we were just talking about what a dull week it looks like in the NFL, but we're going to make the most out of it. Um, Ryan is still away in Canada with his family. We haven't heard from him because he lost in fantasy. So that's probably one of the reasons for the silence. But Callum, <laughs> thanks for joining us. It's, uh, as we say, bad or boring week in the NFL. Um, but your team, the Dolphins, strangely, are playing right after London, which uh, can be difficult, I would think, on a team, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, it, it couldn't be much worse than losing to a, to a Jacksonville team who haven't won in 20 games. Um, and, you know, the team that they're playing against, obviously the Falcons have just had a bye week after being in London and winning themselves. So it's going to be an interesting one. I think both teams are quite bad. Um, I'm not surprised to see that the Dolphins are the underdogs with the bookies. Um, and I will be watching from behind my sofa, I think, in terms of... Uh, seeing how how well the Dolphins do this weekend. Well, I think also, <clears throat> pardon me, the big news uh, for Miami fans is obviously the potential of Deshaun Watson joining the team. Now, how he would join, we're not sure, uh, but it, it's obviously Miami and Flores are courting, doing all the right stuff, smooching, sending all the cards, singing all the songs they got to do to get them. But, you know, a lot I've seen a lot of people, even in my fantasy leagues, quickly snap him up. And you sort of go, come on, it's he's not going to start next week. And even if he does, he's not going to start right away. Um, but it's good for Miami, I guess, if they get it. And, and I don't know what kind of repercussions are going to come. He still has 22 civil lawsuits, depending on what happens with those ones. He's got to start earning some money to pay off the lawyers, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's it's really difficult. Um, it's really difficult. I, As a Dolphins fan who wants to see the team succeed, Deshaun Watson is undoubtedly, as a football player, an upgrade on Tua Tagovailoa. Mm. Um, so, on on the purely sporting side of things, it would be a good move for the Dolphins. But inherently, it's so risky that you have no idea when he's going to be able to play. Um, you know, he might not be almost certainly not going to be able to play a game this season. Um, and then you've got to then deal with the... Uh, the idea of what kind of repercussions are you as a franchise going to have? Is he as a person going to have based on these allegations uh, in Houston? Now it, it's difficult. These are still allegations, but the sheer number of them uh, would lean you to believe that there's a significant amount of possibility that there could be some sort of serious repercussions. And Eve, and if he is guilty of these things, then he should absolutely face that justice. Um, the, the price that the Texans are charging which is understandable based on you know the caliber of player that he is i you know I, I i don't know how you give that up for what is not a sure thing you know yeah i mean well he does put up the numbers which i mean we've seen every season and even being with a shitbag team like the texans he continues yeah. to put up the numbers it does feel like that miami's almost bailing him out of jail in this in this regard it's like okay we need to let's get him out um, you know, he did mess with Texas. Apparently, you're not supposed to mess with Texas. He did mess with Texas. And and 22 times with allegations this young man uh, has against him. You're right. I think that the real big difficulty, too, is going to be his mental health. Uh, when he comes back to the game, when you're facing these allegations, it's hard enough playing in the NFL. It's hard. It's bad enough, even worse, when half the crowd, uh, i.e. all the females, uh, hate you, maybe, you know, for all of this. So, 
Mm. It would be good for him to get the truth out. It would be good for him to get this off his chest, uh, to get him back to playing football again. And, and if this is the first step, hopefully, it is a big jump, though, for the Dolphins to be able to throw that kind of hoo-ha at him. Um, and you're, it's going to take a bit. I can't see him playing this season, as you say. Like, no. you know, even, you know, people are, like, as I say, snapping up in fantasy this week, and it's like, yeah. What are you doing? I don't think he's, you know, it's not like he's going to start uh, against the Falcons. Hey, guess what? Deshaun's with us. It's like, wow, no. The guy who has barely practiced, has not been with the squad, hasn't played with the squad. No way. So let's talk about that game first. Uh, since that's we've been going off that game, we might as well go off about the odds against it. Miami is at home. 47.5 points is the over-under in this one. But the Falcons, 2.5-point favorites. They're fresh off a week. Miami Got to be gasping. And although the shortest flight, you know, pretty much aside from the Patriots, the shortest flight, you know, pretty much to, to uh, uh, from England that there is. Um, Atlanta, you know, they, they they just, they had a lot of guys that were injured. They also had probably someone who didn't want to come because of <laughs> COVID um, and, and vaccinations. But now they've got more of their squad back. Kyle Pitts seems to be putting up some points again. And Corderell Patterson, finally, someone finds a use for this guy. He's like one of those tools that sits in your drawer forever and no one finds a use for it. And suddenly, you know, he the the, the Falcons have. So it's going to be tough for your Dolphins, I think, at home. Yeah, I, 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 I can see there being a lot of points in this. I don't think either defense is playing well um, or is even very good. Um, the Jets were able to move the ball on the Falcons quite well in the second half uh, in London. And if the Dolphins can't, stop the Jags from scoring a couple touchdowns, then I find it hard to believe they can stop Matt Ryan, uh, especially now he's getting Calvin Ridley back this week. Kyle Pitts, obviously, as you said, Wade, primed to uh, continue a good hot streak that he started. Um, I, I'm probably more in blind faith than anything going to say I'll take the two and a half on the Dolphins. Um, but I think if I was if I was going to be sensible, I think the over is, is, is the play in this one. I can see it being high scoring purely based on both defenses being uh, mediocre. And what would you give me if you were to give me a score for this one then, Cal? Give me your prediction so we can put it down and see how see how you fare. What would you, what would you call this uh, go one? Go on then. I'll say, I'll say 27-28 Falcons because it's the sort of thing that Miami will miss an extra point and lose 27-28 Falcons. So the Falcons will win 28 to 27? Yes, sorry, my apologies. Okay. All right. Uh yeah, I've got the Falcons winning this one 28 to 26, Callum. Very very Ooh. similar in this one. One point difference in this one. I do see Miami putting up a fight. Uh it was embarrassing for them. Um, you know, uh I I think, you know, losing to Jacksonville but at the same time they've got a, you know, Flores is going to chomp these guys back into gear, get everyone back into in in a session. Gesicki should have a good game as well. Waddle's a tool that they use as well. Uh, equally, it's just the Falcons' defense can be a, a bunch of crap sometimes. My prediction then is, yeah, 28 Falcons, 26 for Miami. Moving on to another sort of crapola game. It's the Carolina Panthers visiting the New York Giants. The New York Giants cannot get anything together. They just keep floundering all over the place. Where Carolina are 3-3 three and three and they can't really do anything either. They've sort of fallen from a stretch of winning of three games and then just losing three games. They're three-point favorites in this affair. Christian McCaffrey's still out. Um, you, Sam Darnold can still run for touchdowns, which he can against bad defenses, which the Giants have. Um, but you can't really see the Giants still being able to get anything. They don't have anyone. They've got all their practice squad, hardly any wide receivers in play on this one. Saquon Barkley out. you got Devonna Booker. 
I mean, do the Giants really have anything to throw at this? Or the hometown crowd is going to be just absolutely livid that both these New York teams suck. Yeah, I think Carolina will win this one quite comfortably. I'm, I'm surprised that the line is only minus three. I thought it would be more than that. Uh, when you look at the players like Golladay, like Barkley and like Kadarius Tony, who are all going to be out for the Giants. Um, obviously, McCaffrey's a huge miss for Carolina. Um, but I, I, I think with DJ Moore, Chuba Hubbard's done done decently well in, in spelling McCaffrey. Um, but DJ Moore... And Robbie Anderson, they have enough talent around Sam Darnold to put points up against a pretty hapless New York Giants team. Um, so I, I think this will probably be, I, I'm going to go with Carolina 28, uh, New York 17. Wow, man. Pretty close. I've got 26 to 14 in this one. Uh, I can't see the Giants really doing anything. And also Sam Darnold returning it to at least the city of New York, uh, a bit of an FU to the crowd. Um, I think that Sam Darnold will be able to get this ball together. He's got enough wide receivers to spread this ball around. You know, they've recognized the slump, uh, and this is the team to sort of get them over the slump, kick the crap out of the Giants as everyone does. I think it's good for your soul, really. You know, beat up the Giants. It's like, okay, yeah, all right, we feel good again. We're a team. We can win. So it's it's a motivation game. Uh, Carolina to win. Uh, moving on to our next game we've got here, it's, it's the Washington football team with the daunting task of facing the Packers in Lambeau Field. Aaron Rodgers is hot. He's putting on the belt. He owns crowds. He's got the arrogance, but does he actually have the full team to actually do it? Packers have not covered the past six games uh, in any of the spread. In fact, against the Bears, they only won it in the past seven, last seven minutes. Washington football team is without pretty much everyone. Uh, the running game's not bad. But uh, Tyler Heineke is going to be garbage. And against this Packers defense, uh, unless he can go deep, which he won't, he's going to struggle. Packers favored by eight in this one. 47.5 points is the over-under. Probably be a bit cold. What do you think about this one, Callum? Going go into Green Bay, Washington. Is this going to be a feast fest, or is Washington defense finally going to step up? I don't think there's any chance that Washington are going to get a win here. I know you won't like to hear it, obviously, with the with the Bears-Green Bay rivalry, but I, I I can't see anything other than a fairly straightforward and comprehensive Green Bay win. Um, the point you made about Green Bay not covering is very interesting. Um, I hadn't really uh, taken that into account, but I'm going to uh, suggest that maybe that streak will end uh, tomorrow in, uh, in Lambeau. Um, I think that Rodgers and that offense is clicking pretty nicely. Um, and Washington, until their defense proves to me that they are the same unit as last season, I, I'm going to continue to uh, to go against them. I, th- I just think Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, the weapons that Rodgers has um, will just be far too much. So I'm going to say Green Bay 31, Washington 20. Well, I still believe in this that uh, Green Bay can't cover, and a lot of times it's, it's up to a good defense to stop it. The pass rush... Uh, for Washington has gotten better. They've gotten some of their guys back. They can stop the run now more effectively. And and Aaron Rodgers might be feeling it, but uh, you know they've also got to face Arizona on Thursday. So I think they could let the you know if if you know you got to play in four in four games against the best team in the league, uh, you could be taking your eye off this Washington game. And Washington might be looking towards that. You know they're going to want to keep Green Bay's got Bakhtari back, but who knows? He, that guy could be broken again in in, in two plays. So I like Washington here. Plucky, I call these guys in this one. I don't like them to win, but I like them to cover. I've got Green Bay to win at 28-24. to 24, uh, And Green Aaron Rodgers will be facing his dearth on that Thursday night game. Moving on. Ooh, 
This one will be big. I think this one's probably on Sky. It is the battle of the AFC, uh, uh, yeah, AFC North. Cincinnati Bengals visiting the Baltimore Ravens. And this is a hoot nanny. Four and two Cincinnati at Baltimore Ravens. We're five and one. This one's going to be a points fiesta as a 46 over under. Six and a half points favorite for the Ravens. Ravens and Lamar Jackson just unleashing fury uh, in the past few weeks. Uh, including a running game that's now finally, you know, found its three horsemen and uh, some passing game options as well. Again, some middle passing range and deep ball options. Baltimore looking good, but Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, don't forget about Burrow. Mixon could be back, and he's also got some of his receivers back. Can Cincinnati put a plug in the hole or the dike of the Ravens? What do you think here, Callum? Six and a half points. I've gone back and forth on this one. I've gone back and forth and back and forth and back and forth because I, I, I do think that the Bengals are a vast improvement on what they were last year. Um, and Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase's partnership is a huge part of that. Um, however, Lamar Jackson has been unbelievable, um, both with throwing and rushing the football. Uh, Mark Andrews and Marquise Brown providing him with the targets that he needs down the field. And the Ravens, the way they dispatched the Chiefs last week was, was really, really impressive. Um, that said... I'm going to suggest that the Ravens uh, are going to maybe be held a little bit tighter by the Bengals. I think the in-division rivalry, the Bengals know that this is a team they're going to have to beat if uh, if they're going to have any chance of uh, progressing as a team in the future seasons. So uh, I'm going to say that I, I'm going to back Jamar Chase um, and, and Joe Burrow to keep them in this one. Um, I will say that I, I still think the Ravens will win, um, but I do think it will be closer so I'll say Baltimore 28, Cincinnati 24. Yeah, this one is a division rivalry, and you got to expect this one to go down to it. Cincinnati getting all their weapons back. And, you know, they've had a good look at Baltimore now, and, and you can see, you know, Baltimore has struggled. And obviously when you lose to, the, to Vegas, uh, you can see where there's weaknesses there. There still are some, um, but Baltimore is still just beasting ahead. I have this one as a point, just bonanza. I've got a 58 points total in this one, but I do have Baltimore winning this one 30-28. to 28. Uh, This game will just be rocking to watch. Can't wait to see this one. Uh, the next one, I don't know if I want to see so much. Maybe 20 years ago, uh, the New York Jets are visiting the New England Patriots. Get her done, Patriots. Get her done. But can they get her done against the New York Jets? Both teams have a combined wins of three. Pa- uh, Patriots are two and four. The Jets are one and four. And the Patriots are favored by seven. Uh, Bill Belichick has already faced these guys. And that's where he got one of his wins of the season. Might as well get another one. Facing old rookie there, Zach Wilson. Uh, Zach, and obviously, is a rookie quarterback going against Bill Belichick. We all know what he loves to do to them. He likes to beat them over the head with a shovel and put them in the wood chipper. Will he do that? to old Zach Wilson this weekend. Um, New York Jets are coming off a bye. Maybe that keeps them fresh. Uh, they've come from London. Maybe they've got some accents. What do you think, Callum? Do the Jets have a chance uh, visiting these Patriots? Oh, no. No way. <laughs> no, not even slightly. Um, I'm sorry for, for Zach Wilson, but I think it might be a, another day where he is uh, taking a pounding from this uh, New England Patriots defense. And, you know, fair play to the Patriots. They have defended fairly well. I mean, you know, it sounds silly to say they defended fairly well in a game last week against the Cowboys where they gave up, you know, 35 points at the end of overtime, but they they held the Cowboys a lot closer than many thought they would. Um, and I think it's quite impressive for, uh, for, for the New England Patriots to do that. 
especially when you consider that they're not really creating a whole lot on offense, but they turned the Cowboys over twice in the red zone. And that kind of gives me enough confidence to say that the Jets are really, really going to struggle. I was in I was in the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium watching Jets against Falcons a couple of weeks ago, and oh, are the Jets bad? So, um, yeah, for me, this is a fairly comprehensive Patriots victory. I find it really hard to imagine where the Jets are going to get any points from. And I will say a fairly one-sided affair, um, 27 to 10 for New England. Yeah, this is going to be a repeat of the last game. And it's tough when you think about the New York Jets because, you know, Sam Darnold struggled there. Every other quarterback, rookie quarterback, Zach Wilson was a good quarterback. And you wonder if it is the quarterbacks or if it's the Jets is just bad. Like if it's just like if you're a realtor and you're trying to sell a haunted house, like it's just the haunted house you can't sell. And no matter who goes in there, you're not going to sell that haunted house. Maybe that is the Jets. They are going to get haunted and spooked the crap out of by Bill Belichick this week. And finally, yeah, Zach, or uh, what's his name? Uh, Mac Jones. That's his name. I forget him because he's on my bench. <laughs> um, he's on one of my benches. But I think he'll probably get maybe a touchdown or even two or even three this week, I think, uh, because he's got enough weapons to throw it around the Jets. You know, if he can get into that defense, he's got Bourne, he's got Myers. So I think there's a, a good chance there. I've got it 24 to 13 for the Jets, uh, but still not very, or for the J- Patriots, sorry, over the Jets and uh, a very not interesting game. This game should be interesting, though. Uh, the Chiefs, you know, they get beaten and then they come back. And also who gets beaten and comes back is the Tennessee Titans. Do they win? Sometimes they're going to win games you think they're supposed to win, and then they lose games that they're supposed to win. Kansas City as well. Kansas City Chiefs are four and a half point favorites over these Tennessee Titans and Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry leading the league in everything in rushing, crushing, and just demolishing everyone. Is it unfair that the Tennessee Titans are not favored or closer than favorites against this Kansas City Chiefs team when they're uh, visiting the Titans? Titans, 57 and a half points is the over-under. Four and a half point favorites for the Chiefs. This one is going to be points, 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 points. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not surprised that they're not favorites. I think I think the the issue with as good as Derrick Henry is and as good as the Titans are, this is still the Chiefs we're talking about and they can turn it on in one play and just absolutely annihilate everyone. Um, so I, I do think that I do think the chiefs will win this game. Um, I agree Wade that it will be points all over the shop um, as it was between the Titans and the bills on, on Monday night. Um, but I do think the chiefs will, I think the chiefs need this one more than the Titans do. The Titans have an easy enough division that they can get their wins in division to get to the playoffs. Whereas with the chiefs having to play, the Chargers, again, they've got to play the Raiders. Um, I think the Chiefs really need to win these out-of-division matches to really drive on to the season that they want to have. Um, I think Mahomes has been making some uncharacteristic mistakes, uh, but equally, he is dealing with some drops from his receivers. There's been a lot of balls going off receivers' hands and being intercepted, uh, but I think the Chiefs will have it all together. Darrell Williams looked really good in the backfield last week. I'd expect that to continue, uh, but Derrick Henry will get his. I'm sure he'll he'll probably end up with 120 odd rushing yards and a couple of touchdowns. Um, but yeah, it's a high over under, like you said. Um, but I, I do still think it'll go over, and I'll uh, I'll take the Chiefs to win in a in a back and forth one. But I'll, I'll take the Chiefs to win uh, 34 to 31. I agree with you, and this one is going to be thunder and lightning, ever so frightening. I mean, also the thing to consider too is. You know, the Tennessee Titans coming after that emotional win on a Monday night game. You got to think you're a bit exhausted after having a game like that. Then you got to play the Chiefs who are fired up and ready to go. 
Uh, Patrick Mahomes does lead. Uh, I think he's he's tied with Zach Wilson for leading in interceptions. Um, so the mighty have fallen. Apparently, those no-look passes, you do have to look. Uh, they do require some looks. Uh, the no-look passes don't always work, and statistically, they will catch up with you. And I think a lot of us said, yeah, those are going to catch up with you after a while, and they certainly did. Um, Kansas City's not bad against the run. That's the one thing their defense actually can do, the deep ball thing that might get them. But I don't know. I think they're going to get to Tannehill. So I do see the Chiefs winning this one, again, like you. But I think the Chiefs are actually going to cover this one. I have it 35-28. to I think the Tennessee Titans will just get exhausted after this one, and the Chiefs will outlast them. Let's move on to our next game then. Uh, A game with a spread that's uh, the second highest spread of the week. It's the LA Rams hosting the Detroit Lions. Matt Stafford's going to fuck you up. Uh, Stafford hosting the Lions in a welcome to my new place. Uh, It's like when the the stepkid or your child moves in and and dad's got to kick ass home. That's what it's going to be like. LA Rams, uh, 16 point favorites in this one's over the Lions. Uh, you know, you just wonder how much Dan can cry anymore for these poor Lions and Jared Goff, what kind of homecoming he's going to get uh, in this one. Uh, 16 points, is that fair? Possibly. I'm not sure. The Detroit Lions don't really have any tools. Uh, how do you think this one? I mean, this is, I got Matt Stafford in fantasy in a couple of leagues, so this is going to be really good for me. Yeah, I, I think it'll be as one-sided as, as, as the Lions suggest, Wade, to be honest with you. Um, I, I don't understand how the Lions would have a hope of winning this game. Um, Stafford will be looking to show, you know, it's Stafford against Goff and they've traded teams. It's They're looking to show the uh, the old team what they're missing. And then I think, sadly for Jared Goff and Detroit, I think they'll see Stafford flying. And I think um, the LA Rams will be glad to know that they've got the, uh, the better quarterback of the two uh, in their squad now. So, yeah, I think 16 points is a huge spread. It's not even the biggest of the week. Um, but I think the Rams will win this handedly. If anything, I think I like the under here just because I don't know that Detroit will be able to score enough points um, to push it over. Um, but I can see this being, you know, I, I will go LA Rams 35, uh, Detroit Lions 13. Yeah, it's going to be a beat down, a beat down indeed in this one. Although for some reason, I think that Detroit is actually going to keep, I, I just can't, I just can't go with a spread this high. You know, 16 is, is just a, too much for me, especially in any team. And uh, Detroit's 0-6. I think, I've got to think that Jared Goff has got some sort of stones left. And he's getting beaten down everywhere. And even if you're getting beaten down in Detroit, I mean, Eminem could rise from those ashes. So I'm hoping <laughs> that he can rise some sort of salvation as the white, great white thunder uh, from Detroit. But I, I, I've got them covering, but I still see them getting beaten. I've got it 38-24. I think there'll be a lot of garbage time for Detroit and possibly only from maybe some strips uh, and, and Detroit getting lucky. But I do have them covering it. I just, I just can't take a spread that high. Speaking of spreading it high, ooh, spread it eagle. That's what we're going to do next. Spreading it eagle from one of our other 9 o'clock games. It's the Eagles and the Raiders in what promises to be a luscious affair. Uh, Derek Carr is angry and John Gruden is gone. I didn't know if they'd rebound, but they did rebound last week. The Raiders are Raiders style. Josh Jacobs is now fully back, looks like in session. But the Eagles, you know, what's going on with the Eagles? The Eagles are two and four, but Jalen Hurts is fantastic. The guy leads 
You know, a lot of the time in terms of quarterback, the guy's running all over the place. He's throwing balls. They have no offensive line. Uh, it's very difficult. The defense is not helping them out. Uh, the Eagles in a tough one, uh, but this is a big fight. Uh, it, 49 points over under the Raiders, favored at home by three points. They're four and two. Uh, how do you think the Raiders are going to do coming home into this one? Is this time for them to shine to go five and two and push themselves back into this division? No, I actually don't think so. Um, I, I think they got the new manager bounce last week um, with Pisaccia's first game. Uh, but I, I, I can see it coming back down to earth this week. I, I actually think Jalen Hurts is a good quarterback. I think that the uh, the Eagles are a little bit unfortunate to be where they are right now. Um, so in, in my mind, I can see the Eagles actually winning this game. Um, I think that the Raiders... Their 3-0 and start was a bit of a false dawn. Then, obviously, you've had all the Drew, uh, the Gruden drama. Um, and last week was effectively a, a get-right week. But I, I like Philly to cause a bit of an upset here. I really like what I'm seeing out of Devonta Smith. Um, and I think you saw against the Buccaneers that when they did use Miles Sanders, they did get a little bit more joy than perhaps they were expecting. And I can see that the Eagles will want to kind of lean on him this weekend further and try and get back to a more balanced uh, run and pass match mix up um i do think it'll be close but i i do think hertz is is uh is good enough to beat Derek carr here um so i am going to go with uh philadelphia to win 28 to 24 wow picking the eagles there big big call big upset there for callum and surprisingly i also have the same upset this is the game to me where philadelphia shows what they can do uh, and as you're right, I think it's it's Philadelphia's been close in so many times, and I I've had Jalen Hurts also in another <clears throat> pardon me another couple of fantasies. And the thing about Jalen Hurts is again it's the running, it's the options he has here. They've got Dallas Goddard back. He's got enough uh, wide receivers there to choose from, including Rigar. Uh So I I actually really like Philadelphia here to win this one. I've got them to win at 27-26. I think it's going to be a battle. I think it could go to overtime. This is going to be a points fiesta. Uh, and I think Waller's going to have a hell of a game on this one as well. Derek Carr's going to lean on him. So, you know, but I think the O-line that o- or sorry, the, the Raiders have is is just really suspect in this. And Philadelphia's defense has been nothing. So this could be the one where they step up. Uh, 27-26 in a gusher. Speaking of gushing, I'll be gushing all over this game as, as the Chicago Bears visit the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in... At 11.5 points isn't the worst spread of all week, but 11.5 points is pretty big. 47 points is Tom Brady is looking younger than ever. His stats even prove it. He's shredding. He's he's playing some of the best football of his life, and so are the Buccaneers' defense and offense. Uh, aside from that first lo- that loss they had against the Rams, it doesn't seem like anything. It's just like a scar. It's made them even tougher. Uh, the Bears... Uh, offensive line. The defense <laughs> has been playing okay. And we held Aaron Rodgers to enough, but... What can you do about Devontae Adams? You, no one can anything. Devontae Adams is like herpes. Once you get him, you can't get rid of him, and he's everywhere. But that's another game. Buccaneers, though, 11.5 points favored uh, Chicago. Ooh, tough game. What do you think about this one? Are the Bears got any chance against TV 12 I don't think they have a chance to win the game, but I do think they have a chance to keep it close. Um, I think that Fields is starting to get into a little bit of a rhythm. Um, and I, I really liked what I saw out of Khalil Herbert. The issue that you're going to have is that nobody seems to be able to run the ball against the Buccaneers. So whereas last week against the Packers, using the run was really uh, essential in terms of keeping them off the field and keeping the clock moving. Uh, I do wonder if that's going to be possible for the Bears this weekend. 
Um, so I, I definitely think that the Buccaneers uh, will win. But similarly to what you said, Wade, about the uh, the 16 point spread in the Rams uh, in the Rams game against the Lions, I think that this spread is maybe a little bit too high. Uh, I can see the Bears keeping it within 10. Um, so I, I, I'll say that Tampa Bay will win, um, but I'll say that Chicago will keep it respectable. Uh, and I'll say Tampa Bay 31, Chicago 21. I'm with you here. I think uh, I think the Bears, our defense is going to keep us in this one and keep it tight enough. Um, and, you know, you can't really contain Tom Brady. But I think the, the 12 and a half or 11 and a half points that we have here is just 11 and a half is too much. It was 12 and a half. It's dropped. I think people realize, you know, maybe we can adapt to this game um, and and try to figure out Tom Brady. But I have you know, the Tampa Bay Bear, uh, Buccaneers winning this one, 35, the Bears 24. Uh, last of our 9 o'clock games, or 4 o'clock in America, is the biggest spread. That's right, spread it right open for the Cardinals, as the Cardinals are flying high, hosting the Houston Texans. Hey, oh, there was a guy who used to play for the Texans who got off pretty easy. Oh, that's right, Hopkins. I wonder how he's going to feel. Visit, have the Houston Texans visiting uh, as, he's, as their Cardinals host them uh, in what appears to be one of the biggest games of the week. Uh, 18 points spread in this one, 47 points and a half is the over-under. I mean, the Cardinals are undefeated. You have to love them to just do everything in this game. Now they've even added Zach Ertz to the fold. So the Cardinals are flying high. The Texans, uh, I can't see any hope in this game, can you? For the Texans to win, but even cover this one. No, I mean, I, I think the Cardinals were being disrespected preseason by a lot of people. I um, was one of the few who uh, who was very much a believer in the Cardinals uh, preseason. And, you know, I think they will be 100% 7-0 by the end of Sunday afternoon and evening. The question really then is, are the Texans able to keep it close? Um, I, I don't think the Texans will keep it close, but with a spread of this size... You do just feel like it's uh, it's a little bit it's a little bit too big, um, but at the same time, the Cardinals' offense is so explosive they they could win this game by thirty. And you know the the key thing in all of this is not to sleep on the Cardinals' defense, which has been playing very well. Also, um, I'm going back and forth on it, but I, I I think I have to stick with uh with Kyler Murray and the Cardinals in this one um, to to cover in the end eventually. I. The back door will be open at all times, and that's the fear is that the Texans could put one drive together at the end of this and ruin things. Um, but I, I think that Arizona will win this very comfortably. Um, let's go Arizona 35, uh, Houston 14. Uh, obviously, Hopkins is, is going to want uh, a little bit of justice and retribution in this one, I would think, and, and a bit of an FU. Um, and you sort of wonder, you know, how much... Arizona really wants to go in this one. You almost want to put a beating on them and then just take a rest and rest some of your best guys because, you know, what's the point? So in fantasy, it could be a difficult because, you know, if you're up a, a big lead against the Texans, which you probably will be at halftime, some of the stars might just decide to rest and, and the game's over. So that could be something to watch in your fantasy. Um, yeah, Mills, uh, you just you just wonder what's going to happen. I, I think it's going to be good for, for Zach Ertz. He, he might have a touchdown or two in this one. Uh, Hopkins will have probably one or two, uh, and maybe AJ Green will get into it, and then the tech, uh, Arizona will just put on the brakes. Uh, but I've got a thirty to six, embarrassing, uh, a blowout, but a good blowout to watch. I think it'll be fun to watch. 
Uh, this game is our 120 game if you're going to stay up this late. If you're a diehard fan, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't stay up this late. Maybe in the in the old years when it was Peyton Manning. Uh, but it's the Colts visiting the 49ers. Ooh, 49ers are favored by four. The Colts won, and they've won a couple of games. Um, but the problem with the 2-4 and four Colts and the 2-3 and three 49ers is the Colts are almost like a, a broken clock. Are they are they right twice a day and then just wrong the rest of it? Because um, they seem to win, and then Wentz, he, does he have the tools? Broken toolbox as well with Jimmy G and the 49ers. He'll be back, and will they be in action? Will he have enough the tools to spread it around? What do you think about this one? 49ers at home, four-point favorites with a 43-point over-under. I definitely think the Colts will keep this close. Um, I, I'm just not a believer in, in Jimmy G, uh, never have been. Um, and, and he continues to uh, unenthuse me about this uh, San Francisco team that has a lot of pieces that a lot of people like. Um, but Jonathan Taylor's playing so well. Um, and the receivers around Carson Wentz, Michael Pittman's really made a step up. T.Y. Hilton's back in the lineup. They seem to find a way to use their tight ends as well. I like, I like the Colts potentially to steal this one. Um, so I, I am going to, I am going to go with the road team in an upset here. Um, I'm going to say that I think the Colts can, can take this one 24, 21. Yeah. I can't see this one being a high scoring game. It's going to be one of those laborious late night Sunday games, which is fine if you're in America and drunk at a Hooters, uh, but covered in wing sauce. Oh my God. Take me back, Callum. But no, I think this game, again, I think the Colts will probably cover this one. Uh, but the 49ers, it's just going to be, uh, I think the 49ers are going to win this one 23 to 20. Uh, I think the defenses are going to show up on both of these ones. The run won't be much. I think Taylor will be the difference. Debo will probably be, be a difference there. Uh, for some reason, I just think, you know, the 49ers are, are just always ready, ready to get broken. I just, for some reason, some big injuries will probably come out of it. Uh, these will be, you know, two hard-hitting defenses. And, you know, with broken offensive lines and broken offenses, uh, you're going to see both on both sides, Wentz and Garoppolo. Who's who's the more broken toy? We'll find out who lives on Monday morning. Uh, the Monday night game, let's move into that one. As New Orleans uh, takes on the Seahawks, the Seahawks and Geno, uh, they're they're making love. and they're But the Seahawks have nothing left, really. What have they got left? Uh, they've maybe got their Collins, might be back. Alex Collins might be back running. They're hoping that he will. And will he get crushed, though, by the Saints? Jameis and the Saints are looking to get some stuff together. They're three and two in a very tough division, uh, and you got to start putting wins together if you're in the same division as Tom Brady. Gino, um, you know he's not going to go deep on you, which is a threat, but they don't really have a lot of deep. Uh, and then you sort of wonder with Alvin Kamara, you know, uh, this could be the Alvin Kamara show of the Seahawks just trying to stop an Alvin Kamara all day. Uh, he could be massive in this one, uh, and also the offensive line you also worry about for New Orleans. Trying to protect Jameis Winston. What do you think about this one, Callum? I think this is a game that the Seahawks really need to win if they're going to have any hope for the rest of the season. Um, they are treading water until Russell Wilson gets back, um, but they are in such a tough division, and the NFC has so many contenders that if the Seahawks want to uh, make any sort of noise this season, they really need to find a way to win this game. I'd like to say that I see that happening, Um but it's difficult to believe really right now that Geno Smith has enough to uh, to win them a game, even at home. But under those primetime lights in Seattle, the fans will be loud. We're still not entirely sure exactly what Jameis Winston is in New Orleans, though he has started the season very well. Uh, but it does feel like having a player like Alvin Kamara really could be 
the uh, deciding factor in this game. I, I don't think it'll be a blowout. I do think the Seahawks will be in this game. Um, but I think the Saints will, unfortunately for the Seahawks, probably just edge it. So I, I will go with um, Seattle 20, ooh, 24, uh, New Orleans 27. 27-24 for the Saints. Yeah, I think this is going to be a low-scoring affair as well. But I, you know what? For some reason, for some stinking reason, I actually like the Seahawks at home in this one. Uh, and I think Alex Collins could be the big difference here for them. It's going to be a running affair between both of them. Uh, but Seattle is going to have the weather on their advantage. And I think it's going to be a crappy, crappy night, uh, most likely, in Seattle as it is this time of year. Weather could be the difference in this one. Alvin Kamara will be the rushing difference for it. But I don't think Jameis is going to have a very successful time in this one. I think it's going to be a grand pine, a pound in this one. But I've got the Seahawks to win this one 24-23. Uh, this could be one of those silly games. It's even an overtime. I don't know. But for some reason, I, I've got the Seahawks to win in this one. That's it. That's week seven. We've uh, got a short week, obviously, because bye, bye, bye. As uh, NSYNC would say, we've got lots of buys. And buys fine. If you're buy, that's that's fine. Identify that way. Uh, any way you'd like. Uh, this weekend, Cal, I don't know if you're around, but Sunday, fun day at the Sports Bar and Grill, Old Street and Clapham. Uh, Old Street is open until 1230. They're showing all the NFL games, over 50 televisions. Clapham will open until 11 p.m. And if you're in Crouchon, Crouch End, near Finsbury Park, uh, they've got the Princess Alexander in Crouch End on Park Road. It's open at 12.30. Say hi to Nick. He'll have all the games on. Lots of lots of pints as well. Uh, Callum, thanks for joining us. It's been really fun. A pleasure. Thank you for having me, as always. And we'll see how your picks do this week. We'll we'll, we'll put up your picks, and, and we'll, we'll see how you do. And thanks a lot for joining us, and, and, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Enjoy the NFL this weekend. Everyone at NFL in London, thanks a lot for listening, and uh, thanks a lot. 